there, uh, there will be a video at some point. Good morning, everybody. It's, uh, ah, it's so fun to be with you guys today. This, uh, gosh, this is a great day. Uh, really, really blessed to have all of you here. And I know there's folks online as well. And I don't know if uh, we got most folks on with us today. I would hope so. But it's, it's hard to believe that we're 20 years old, right? Uh, or a 20-year-old, as I think of us. It's, it's like we're no longer a teenager, but we're also not 100% adult, right? <laughs> but we probably think we are. <laughs> Uh, man, so I was thinking about that this week. Angelina uh, made reference to my hair, of which I had a lot more back then. But I was 31 years old when we started this, uh, this crazy adventure in our living room some 20 years ago. And uh, amazingly, there are those of you who are here today that thought it was a good idea to follow me. That, uh, I, I seriously question your judgment. But, uh, but what, what a blessing. Um, Some of you are visiting here today, too, I know, and you're wondering, what is going on? It's not always like this. Uh, We're we're swollen a bit today. Uh, We don't always have Woody's barbecue. I'm sorry to tell you that. I would say otherwise if I could. But um, today really is just about bearing witness to God's faithfulness. God has been so, so good to us these last 20 years. And we just want to bear witness to that and give him thanks for that. And to thank all of you, uh, because... God, in his grace towards us, he always, he makes it an us story. He doesn't have to include us in his plans, but he does. And so this, this is about everyone who has said yes to Jesus in this place and has been part of God's mission in this place. And so it's, it's a, just a wonderful thing to celebrate together. Uh, I want to do a couple of shout-outs here. So um, I want to recognize a couple of folks. Our superintendent uh, for the Pacific Southwest Conference is here with us today, Brian Murphy. I, I lost track of you. Are you in the room, Brian? Oh, thank you. Dude, Brian Murphy's right up here. So, do you mind standing? Just, this is him. This is Brian Murphy. Good morning. So I asked Brian for a video, just giving us a shout-out, and he was like, ah, I think I can come. I was like, no way. Thanks for making the journey. So... Very stoked on that. The Viannas are here. We've got Alex and Melanie, Josh and Joey. So they are among those few who are here the very first day that we were at church. At that point, they had no idea that they would be missionaries living in Africa 20 years later. But they are here today. So, so stoked to have all of you with us as well. Yeah, that's right. Be advised. Be advised. Uh, I saw Deborah Matson here this morning from Global Missions. Hi, Deborah. Thank you. She's with Covenant Global Missions. Uh, our Brazilian church planters are here. Those are our most recent church plants in the house, second row. The Barbosa family, we love them. We're proud of them. Uh, and then this is a, just a tremendous surprise and shock and blessing to me. But I, I sent an email out, not really expecting a response, to sort of Life Covenant alumni. Uh, folks who have been with us during different seasons of the year and are now in different places and whatnot. And a whole mess of you people showed up today. This is amazing. Would you guys stand, you Life Covenant alumni people who have been here and moved on? Let us see you. In the back. Oh. Is thank you so much for coming out today and being part of this. This, is, uh, this just adds to the blessing like I, I just don't even know. It's amazing. Uh, finally, 
Okay, we're going to see if this even works, but I want to try it. So we're going to do the how long have you been here game, okay? So if, uh, so this isn't, isn't uh, the alumni. This one's not you. But for those who are currently part of the church, can I have all of you folks stand? Part of the church, stand where you're at. Thank you, thank you, thank you, all you good people. So here's what we're going to do. So see you in the back. Excellent. All right, people. So uh, some of you are kind of newer here even since COVID. So if, if you have, when you started Life Covenant, if you were in this building during COVID, let's have you sit. A few of you there. Hello, hello. Thank you. Okay. If you... All right, so, yeah, if you join during. So if, if your first time being in Life Covenant Church was in this building, right, and, and we're going to say over the last five years, go ahead and sit down now. Stand up otherwise, okay? Great. Those of you, years five to ten, your first exposure to Life Covenant was in this building. Let's go ahead and have you sit now. All right. The, the earlier version, the earlier version. This gets complicated. We've met in... More places than the Apostle Paul in Ephesus, I think. So, um, all right. If, uh, if you join this church when we're on Spencer Street, me and at night on Spencer Street, would you fellowship? Let's go ahead and have a seat. So it'd be Gordon. That's a bunch of you. All right. Now, if you guys were here when, uh, when we were meeting at this place the first time, when this wasn't our building, we were just running here at night and it was like differently configured, then sit down then. That's like the Lees. Few others. Okay, uh, the Cafejimatorium at Torrance High School. How many of you? That's where you join. The Cafejimatorium, baby. That's right. That's right. It's where Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where she slayed. That's where we started the church. All right. And then finally, those of you who are with us in the living room. I think that's everybody who's left standing. Yeah. Look at you guys. Talk about longevity. And, uh, Mitchell, we got a picture of that, too. All right, you guys can sit. You guys can sit. All right, we've got the living room picture. Let's see here. You'll, uh, you'll see some familiar faces in there. Uh, some of you alumni are in there. Phil is there with just a rocking goatee. James Bennett, I see you. Fonks, V's. Oh, that's a good thing. Anyway, there you have it, people. Uh, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of hair. So for all of you. I mean, those of you who have been here since the first day and those of you who, uh, who you've just become part of this church in the last few months, I just want to thank you for being here today and I just want to thank you for being part of what God's doing in this place. It is such a joy and such a grace to be able to do this together and we just thank God for what he's doing and for your part in it. Uh, here's, uh, here's where we're going to go this morning, folks. So... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the last 20 years, tell a couple stories. We've got some pictures for you, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the next 20 years and what we're dreaming about and what we're kind of anticipating based on what God has done with us so far and what I'm going to ask you to be praying for. And as we do so, I want to frame all of these with a, a particular verse out of the book of Philippians. But let's pray as we go there and we'll open the scriptures together. Heavenly Father, as we just take in your joy, and we thank you, God, for 20 years 
of ministry and of friendship, of growth in you, and of your grace in using us in the world. We just give you thanks. And we're reminded, too, of just the great cloud of witnesses that what we feel here this morning is just a tiny, tiny fraction of what we'll experience in heaven. Lord, when we see people from every age uh, throughout the centuries, when we see people from every culture, from every background, every tongue and tribe and nation worshiping you together, we just give you thanks, God, for that cloud of witnesses that has gone before us. And we thank you for the faithful people who have followed you in this place and, God, who are serving here today. We pray for your continued work among us, and, God, we, we just give you thanks. Speak to us this morning as we come to the scriptures, as we fellowship with one another, as we worship, as we partake of the sacraments. God, would you be doing your work among us? We pray in Christ's name. Amen. So this is Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 through 6. It says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This will be a familiar scripture for some of you. It's a great promise that we come to often, and for those familiar with it, Uh, We often think of this promise, this idea that God's work in us, uh, once it's started, he's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. And we think of this often in terms of God's work in us personally. And that's absolutely true. It's a valid application of this text. But it's good to remember, and we want to remember this morning, that actually this is in the plural. That Paul is addressing this not just to individual believers in Christ, but he is addressing this to a church. He's writing to a congregation of people, not unlike this. He's writing to a group of people in a place called Philippi, and they've been going after it. They're still at this point a pretty young church, and they are working out what it means to follow Jesus in this culture that is pretty ambivalent about them. Uh, They're perceived as fools for what they believe. Uh, Their sexual ethics are offensive to the culture around them. Uh, People look at them and they don't understand the way they live, the way they do. They find them disruptive because social barriers that they're comfortable with in that city with women and people of different class and people of different ethnicities, those are being broken down inside of this group of people that are following Jesus in Philippi. And so Paul is writing them to encourage them to keep on going. That's what the book of Philippians is about. Basically saying, don't lose your joy and keep going. Keep doing this thing that you're doing. And this is where he opens, right? He opens with this this declaration and with this, this prayer of thanksgiving, right? He says, I thank God for you. Paul says, I see you. I'm not there with you, but but I see you. I see what you are doing in this place, and I know that it's hard, and I am grateful for you. He says, I thank God for you. And I I hope you feel that today, because that's a lot of what we're doing today, is we're just kind of stopping and saying thank you, God, and saying thank you to one another for being faithful in what God is doing, because it is not always easy for us to do that. He tells this church, I pray for you. He says, I pray for you with joy because you are partners 
with me in the gospel. And just let that phrase sink in a little bit, would you? It says, you are partners with me in the gospel. And it, it looked a little different for them than it does for us. But I think for us as 21st century Americans, it's pretty easy to be Christian, to call yourself Christian, but not to necessarily be a partner in the work of the gospel. There is a way of going about our Christian lives. This is what we choose, and I hope you don't. But if, if we choose it, you can be a Christian in our time and place in a way where nobody else really knows it. Right? If you don't tell anybody at work that on weekends you go to church, if you don't make reference to God in any way, I mean, you can be an anonymous Christian very easily in our time and place. But it's a choice to be a partner in the work of the gospel. And, you know, when, when we started this place, there were really kind of two big thrusts that we talked about. That we wanted to be people who are actively leaning into the work of Jesus in us, that we might be transformed into the likeness of Christ. Right? This is Romans 8. This is... This is the end goal of our faith, not just that we would be people who make it to heaven when we die, but that we would be people that heaven makes it into us, that we are transformed by living close to Jesus. And the outflowing of that, and this is sort of the other thrust, the outflowing of that is mission. It is recognizing that God loves the world so much that he sent his son to die for this world. And he calls us to be part of what he is doing. And Paul is writing to this church in Philippi, and he's saying, thank you for answering that call. You have been partners in the gospel, and so when I pray for you, it is a prayer that's filled with joy. And I'm, I'm joyful, church. I'm joyful to be your pastor. It's such a privilege for me, and this is such a big part of it. You know, when some of you remember this, but when we started this place, we, uh, we, we never really had aspirations of being big. We had aspirations of God willing, planting a lot of churches. But we'd ask questions like this. We'd say, you know, if we, if we could get 100 people all rowing the boat in the same direction, right? Everybody on the oars, right? Not, not 100 surrounded by another 1,000 that just kind of show up and aren't really there outside of that. But if, if, we, if we were a church where we're really going for it, maybe, just maybe, we could, we could cause a little trouble. Maybe we could see God do something really remarkable. And it, it's, it's awesome, 20 years later, to say, God's been really faithful. Uh, the other thing, this is kind of the, the driving portion of what Paul is saying in this passage that we're looking at here, is this promise. Right? I'll read it again. He says, we're confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Right? This is the heart of his, his encouragement to them, is that the thing that God started, God's going to finish. And this is salvation in a nutshell, isn't it? This is grace. It's not that God does something and then we're responsible to keep that thing going. Right? God does something in us, and then he's the one who continues to do it. The work of grace that God has started in your life and in mine, he's the one who carries it on. Are are we participants? Yes. Is is our will enlisted in this? Yes, of course, of course. But ultimately, it's God. It's grace from first to last. And he looks at them as a church and he says, this is God's grace to you. The good work that he has started, it isn't finished. And friends, that's true for you and I as well. 
we're celebrating 20 years, but we're also smiling because there's another 20 to come. And who knows what crazy things God is going to do in us and through us in the 20 to come as well. Uh, this, this thread of grace that runs through our story, um, and, and I, I should say this too, uh, it, you know this if you've been around, you know this even if you haven't been around this place, but of course it's not all sunshine and rainbows, right, and unicorns and I don't know, what, glitter, what are the other things that go with that statement? I don't know. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's, there's hard times too, and especially those of you who have been through all the seasons here, I mean, you know there's been good times and there have been bad times. Uh, there's, there's been three times in the life of our church where I honestly thought, man, we're, we're going to shut it down. We're not going to make it through this. Right? I remember during the Great Recession, we were averaging one family a month moving out of state. Right? That's a lot in a church of 150 people. I thought, for sure, we're done. There's been other seasons like that. Even COVID, we were gutted during the last three years. We have been hammered during the last three years. And God's been so faithful to us, so gracious to us. He's not done. Uh, but, but in that, so uh, let me tell you about how we started. Some of you know the story. Stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> so 20 years ago, we're, we're slated to be launched as, as a church plant. Um, the compressed version of this part of the story is at the 11th hour uh, the funding from our parent church disappeared. Uh, they were going through a hard time themselves, and they were absolutely right to say this, but they were like, we, you know, we can't fund this. Um, what are we going to do? And uh, I, I had a job to fall back on. I could stay in that church and, and you know, keep a paycheck going, but we, just re- we really felt compelled. We really felt like God is calling us to go, and so we prayed. And some others started praying with us. And, uh, and the church was gracious to bless us and say, okay, we can't give you money, but we'll give you our blessing. Go. And uh, amazingly, this, this group of people, most of them under 30, a handful of them, thank the Lord, some of you are here today, were a little older, had a little more wisdom and even some resources. Most of us had neither. Uh, but people, people sacrificed to make this happen. Uh, people, people really gave financially. They served, they, and they went for it. At the eleventh hour, uh, the eleventh hour of the eleventh hour, I already quit my job. We're, you know, we're in this thing. We're committed. We get a call from a, a little church up in Cheese Country in, in Northern California, who, uh, who says, "We heard your story, and we think that God is calling us to help you in this." And they cut us a check for thirty thousand dollars. It's always amazing to me. It wasn't until after we'd already stepped off the ledge that God provided in that way. And man, that feels like our story for the last 20 years. It's only been <laughs> we step off the ledge and then God shows up and is like, okay, that was good. <laughs> uh, but I, I want to share this too. Um, uh, so during that time, um, and, and this is this is when we were stepping away from my old job and we didn't have any money raised and it was, it was a very nervous time. Um, I, I went to my wife and, and said, I, I really think God is calling us to this and, and she agreed. Um, but I wanted to make sure she knew what that meant. 
And I said, in a couple weeks, I'm not going to have a paycheck. And we're going to have to sink most of our savings into this, what's going to happen. And we might lose the house. And, and Samantha didn't even blink. She said, let's do it. And we did. Uh, and it feels like there's probably been about half a dozen times since then where I've said something similar. And every time, every time, it's just, let's do it. If this is where God is leading us, let's do it. And, uh, and so I, I, I wanted to say thank you and just give that shout-out this morning to my wife. So thank you, Sam. So grateful for you. Man, uh, I just want to tell a couple of stories from the last few years, and then we'll, we'll show some pictures. Those will tell most of the stories. But uh, in the last 20 years... And there's been folks who have found faith here. And we've, uh, we've baptized people in uh, at least two swimming pools, at least two hot tubs, a couple places in the Pacific and in this room. Uh, we have seen the grace of God come to people and folks find saving faith as a result of that. Uh, even more than that, and this was never part of the plan, but it was part of what God was doing is if, if there's been one type of person that we've seen reached through this church, it's been the person who maybe has a relationship with God, but they walked away from it years ago. And, uh, and what I hear from those folks over and over is we find grace in this place. And that's about, I mean, if you know me, that's about the best compliment that, that I could have paid to us as a church. That is so valuable. And we've seen that Time and time again, we're so, so grateful. Uh, all right, kids. The kids who have come up in this church. So <clears throat> we started with, uh, with two kids. This is one of them. This is, uh, this is Luke Pate. He's a little bigger now. Luke, do you mind standing for us? Look at that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Will you look at that big, handsome kid? This was Life Covenant Church's first kid. Brother Ryan was the first one who was born here. Ryan, can you put your hand up, buddy, so we can see you too? Uh, I was trying to do a count and going through old documents and stuff, but we've, we've dedicated at least 60 children in this place. Uh, we have... Uh, in fact, there was, there was one point during... One of our baby booms, those kind of cycle as you go as well. Uh, but during one of those, at one point, we had 50 children on the books here under five years old. You might remember this. After service, they would run like a swarm through the church. It was a hazard, man. Like, even, like we're breaking so many fire laws today. But the bigger hazard has been the swarm of children. You've seen the running of the bulls in Pamplona. It was like the running of the kids. Get out of the way. They are unstoppable. They are coming at you. Um, but such a grace to be able to minister to kids here. And, and man, I'd say about 75% of this church has been involved in the children's ministry, at least that much. So many folks have spoken in the lives of these kids, and they're growing up, and they're being baptized now, and it's, it's super rad. Um, all right, our kids overseas, too. The Melanie Center. So, uh, so we've got a pick for this too, Mitchell, but 
Um, oh, and hey, some of you are wearing the Moe's shirts, too. Good for you, people. The 5K shirts from different eras are out. I've got, I'm wearing the 2015 edition today, folks. Um, but so much great ministry in Mozambique and, and with the children, right? This, this started with five of us getting on an airplane, going to Mozambique, and really not knowing, just praying, God, who are you going to lead us to? All five, I think, are in the room. Put your hand up if you're on that flight. Yeah, look at that. I love it. So five of us on a plane praying that God will lead us to the right relationships that will lead to fruitful ministry. Uh, We started with microfinance development, with AIDS widows. That was amazing, the things that God did through that. That led to work with orphans, uh, John and Maria becoming such a, a key part of our family here. Uh, and, and we'll be breaking ground this year, I believe, on the third, uh, third Melanie Center, our third orphanage. We've, um... So our current kids, their pictures are all up on the wall in the cafe. Check them out. They're beautiful. Uh, but kind of the model that we do is, is the kids don't spend their whole time with us. We try to place them in good homes, too. And to date, we've placed 370 kids into homes in Mozambique. Can you believe that? Uh, Significantly, too, um, I mean, we've got the Vianas there now. They are running this pastor's school. We're seeing churches planted. We'll come back to that, of course. But that's been, that has been a thing. Um, We've served folks in need. This has been a hallmark of our ministry here. And Ministries like ShareFest that was birthed partially out of this church, Family Promise, our homeless dinners. Through the years, we've served our community in a lot of, of really beautiful and significant ways. Um, gosh, so many others. I mean, our, our teens, uh, it, it was years before we had teenagers in this church, right? When We started with two kids, and they're like this big. But, I mean, this year, we're going to send 20 kids to camp here in a couple weeks. We've got just this mess of really wonderful, wonderful teenagers, mess and messy, as, they, <laughs> as that era of life is. Uh, I think of, of the gift that it was to this church and the gift that, that it was to me uh, for the Lees to come back, right? After being, um, being congregants here and then being the first church plant that we sent out and then 11 years later to be able to bring Doug back on staff and for me to get to partner with one of my closest friends and I mean, it doesn't get better than that. And so many folks from Catalyst being part of that too. And just the gift that you have been to this church. That has been just phenomenal for us on so many, so many levels. Um, So many things. Planning churches, though. Let's talk for a second about church planning. One of those things that we we would say in the beginning, I remember us talking about this back in the living room, uh, was what would it look like? For us to, instead of trying to be a church of 2,000, what it would look like if we were 10 churches of 200? Could we make better disciples if we did it that way and, and maybe still have a sort of impact in the world that's significant? And, you know, we would ask each other these sort of questions, and we prayed this crazy prayer that God would allow us, before our time was up, to plant 1,000 churches around the world. Silly for 25 people in the living room to pray something like that, but we really felt like God was putting that on our hearts. Well, I was going through, uh, this week I was going through my notes from our 10-year anniversary, and this is, this is what I shared 10 years ago. 
10 years ago, we were celebrating that we had grown to 11 churches, around 1,000 people total between those, those different bodies. And, um, and this was really unheard of. It still is, I suppose. But like, this was a big deal. The denomination had a reporter come and write an article about us. Um, it was a big thing in like church plant land for a while. I was doing like a little mini speaking circuit. Everyone wanted to hear about 11 churches. It was this thing, right? Um, in fact, Dave Olson, who is the director of church planning when we started this thing, I remember going through our assessment center where they're evaluating, should these people be church planters, should they not? And the last thing they had us do in this is you would do this exercise with, uh, as a group where you'd come up with a plan to, to plant 10 churches in 10 years. And, uh, and I remember we're, you know, we're grinding away at this thing and put together this plan, and I loved it, and we present it to the group. and It's this big thing, and, and Dave's kind of laughing at me. And I was like, what are you doing? You know, I'm, I'm like, you're kind of hurting my feelings. What's going on here? And, and he's, he's just ribbing me, and he's like, you're taking this thing really seriously. I was like, yeah, I'm taking this seriously. This is what we want to do. Why wouldn't we chase this? And God's been so good that, that we actually saw that happen. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing moment. That was the tenure. Today, uh, at the 20-year mark, uh, we've seen God grow us to approximately 550 churches, about 20,000 people worshiping every single week. We're still praying that God lets us plant a thousand churches before we're all said and done. It doesn't seem quite as crazy anymore. But that's the beauty. This is a work that God started, and God is the one who's going to bring it to completion right until the day of Christ Jesus. Uh, let's, uh, let's look at some pictures, shall we? of hair. That's true. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for being part of what God has seen fit to do in this place. What a grace that we get to experience this. Uh, hey, just a couple words on where we're going next. Um, there's some short-term stuff. We're still rebuilding after COVID or our ministries of the homeless have pretty much fallen apart, and that's not okay. <laughs> we're figuring out how to build that back. Uh, other areas of the church that we're, we're strengthening with our kids and elsewhere, but um, that's, that's all happening right now. When we look at the next 20 years, a, a couple things I just want you to be thinking about and praying about. Uh, one of those, of course, is that God would use, use us to plant a 1,000 churches. Uh, let's keep it going, friends. God is doing a beautiful, beautiful thing in Mozambique. It's what missiologists call a people movement. And it's rarely seen. And we get to be part of it. And uh, we're, we're going to keep on keeping on with that. I know we made a 20-year commitment uh, to Mozambique when we first settled there, but I don't see that changing. <laughs> we'll keep going until God's completed the work that he's doing among us. Uh, another thing we, we're praying about this year, and I invite you really to be praying about this too, is buying a building. Uh, we love this place. We've been in this space for 10 years. That's a record for us. Uh, it's, been, it's been pretty awesome. 
uh, but for, for primarily for just stewardship reasons, uh, the rent keeps going up and up. And we're praying that God would establish us in a place where we're, we're paying a mortgage instead of rent. Uh, so pray for that. We don't know. We're, we're asking God the question, but praying that he would bring that together. And for me, at least, as I pray about this, I find myself gravitating towards the idea of us uh, settling in, maybe partnering with a church that already has property, but settling in in, in maybe an older space in the city. And maybe this has to do with uh, a, that is kind of a more established church property. Um, uh, part of what God's been doing, is, doing in us over the last few years is our relationship to our city has been changing. Uh, and not out of anything that we're doing, but, but more out of the city's initiative. Um, you know, here, here recently when the city decided for the first time to put together a, a city and faith-based partnership with the homeless, they called us and asked us to be part of that. I didn't realize they knew we existed, but they do. Uh, this is, I think, part of rootedness and faithfulness. Um, many of you know that since summer 2020, we've been in conversation with Torrance PD about what, what just policing looks like in the South Bay. And... Uh, those, those conversations were a little guarded in the beginning, but they've opened up, and there's a place there for us. And they actually called very recently and said, we need to start a chaplain program. Can you help us start a chaplain program? There's, there's something happening with us in our city that comes, I think, only with longevity and being faithful over time. And, uh, and maybe it doesn't connect at all, but somehow that ties in my mind to this idea of us, us buying a place as well just leaning into that rootedness that God seems to be doing here. So pray for that, would you? Pray that God would really lead us in that because it will be a God thing uh, if we are able to buy property in the South Bay. That will certainly be something that he is doing. Uh, Finally, um, I'll, I'll put it this way. Eugene Peterson has a book that's called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And I, I think about things that have been part of our commitment as a church that I just want to see us keep doing better, right? Evangelism is one, where it's always sort of waxed and waned for us. There's been seasons where we've done really well, and there's been seasons where we've done really poorly. But I know every season where it's gone well, it has been deeply rooted in prayer. And I want us to be praying seriously about this. It is more difficult to be a witness to Jesus today than it was 20 years ago when we started. That doesn't mean we stop doing it. It means that we pray more and we dig in deep. Uh, When we talk about our apprenticeship to Jesus and what it means to be made in the likeness of Christ, to have him transforming us, friends, everything else flows from that. We cannot have effective mission without that. That always has to be the heart, is our apprenticeship, our discipleship to Jesus. We're going to lean into that more and more. That's not going to change. That's part of that long obedience in the same direction. Similarly, our commitment to each other in fellowship and growing deep with each other, our commitment to the poor, to the needy in our city, similar. We've got to keep leaning into those. And I believe God will continue to lead us because this is, in fact, uh, what he wants for our city as well. We can be confident of that. Uh, This morning, as as we respond in worship, uh, there's two ways that we're going to respond. And Uh, One of those is in receiving communion. 
And as we come to the communion table, friends, it is a picture of the grace of God. Uh, When we take the bread, when we take the cup, the body and the blood of Jesus, we remember what it is that he has done for us. That Jesus died for our sins, that he invites us into relationship with him. And that all those who have put their trust in him would experience his life now and in the life to come. And I want to invite you this morning in a couple minutes to come forward for communion. It's going to be a zoo, uh, but we're, we're going to do it. Um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be receiving, uh, receiving folks in two places. So if you want to take a piece of the bread and dip it in the cup, I'm going to have you line up in the middle. I know this is different than what we usually do, but we're going to have you line up on this side and come forward for that. Uh, if, if you would prefer to have an individual communion cup, a prepackaged cup, then we're going to have you line up on the side over to the right. Uh, and then, this is the second response. So this painting to my left, anybody remember this thing? Uh, so uh, we, uh, we had for many years a brilliant painter among us named Kevin Dobrek. And this was, this was one of his he did. This is the, the Life Covenant Church tree. And at our 10-year anniversary, you'll see little spots on there, little uh, green leaves of different colors. We invited folks to come and dip their thumb in the paint and add a leaf to the tree. Uh, it's, it's just a, a symbolic reminder of how God sees fit to use us in his work, that we get to be part of this. We're going to add some leaves today. So after you receive communion, head this direction. Uh, somebody will be standing here to help you with this, but you're going to dip your thumb in the paint. Uh, we'll have a wet wipe for you for your thumb afterwards. Put a leaf on the tree if you'd like, and we'll, uh, uh, we'll go ahead and keep adding to the picture of what God is doing. If this becomes a complete log jam crazy nightmare, it's okay. We can have you put your thumb on it after the service is done too. Uh, but let me invite you to stand, and let's pray together as we receive communion.